hello. <sighs> Here we are. It is now. <clears throat> it is now. The it is currently mm-hmm. the time of when it is. And here we are. Yes. It's you and me <laughs> in this moment of now. Mm-hmm. That's it. What do you think about that? That's the end of the podcast. <sighs> Just came here to tell you that it is right now. Oh my God. <laughs> now we shall fuck off. I should have brought more donuts down here. Yes, because people really do love it when we eat on mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good point. I'm glad I didn't bring more donuts down here. They ah. are good donuts. I got I got up today and I got donuts mm-hmm. from Landmark Diner I on Meridian Landmark. Avenue. Mm-hmm. The only landmark diner left to us, yeah, Youngstonians, because the Bourbon one closed. I gotta say, their blueberry donut is like up there next to the White House donut. Equally good. I think the White House donut's still the king. So they have three versions of blueberry donut. Oh, really? They have that blueberry donut I got for us that has icing. Okay. They have a blueberry donut that has just like the regular clear glaze. And then they have a plain blueberry donut with no topping. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I thought icing sense. was the superior option. I think icing so is the So I right went with choice. icing. Yeah. But I was like, okay, a couple of those blueberry donuts. And she's like, which one? And I was like, there's more than one blueberry donut? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, we have three kinds. I was like, it's an uh, embarrassment of blueberry donut yeah. options. Yeah, no, I think you made the right choice. Those are very, very good donuts. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried one of those yet. They were closed down just for a little while, right? It was them and also Sam's Wedge Inn both the, had like... The in- tail of... The long arching tail of the Landmark Diner and its struggles is yeah. ridiculous. They've been around forever, and then the original owners were going to sell and might have temporarily closed, and then a couple of younger guys, probably our age-ish, um, bought them... And so they stayed open. I think that happened part of the way through the pandemic that mm-hmm. they took over. Um, and then they had a couple COVID cases, so they shut down for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And they are currently open. Yeah. Um, they were busy. Like, they were busy in there. So I, I wouldn't want to eat in there just yet. Like, sit down and eat, but to go stand in line and get donuts, I felt comfortable. And uh, before, even before they this these new people took over, um, the original owners had decided to close their bakery side and stop making donuts because, right. or, and all their other delicious baked goods. A because, tragedy. Yeah, for whatever reason, it just, the cost wasn't worth it for them or, or whatnot, mm-hmm. which was a huge disappointment because yeah. they're really good donuts. And there just aren't, many like local donut shops around here anymore there obviously there's white house but it's a bit of a jog to get there yeah and um plaza Is are plaza there still any open? plazas open there might be one open maybe in liberty i, I honestly can't remember. can't remember but yeah and and so there's a newer one i think called the ohio donut company in borman oh. but also for us it's you know yeah like a 15 to 20 minute drive that I don't want to make just for donuts and their donuts were good, but landmark donuts are so good. So when the new owners took over, they decided to bring the bakery back Mm -hmm. and, uh, just looking at the selection nearly brought tears to my eyes. (laughs) Bear claws, the size of my face, Mm -hmm. just like everything looked really good. And of the donuts I tried that I brought home, they were all very good. 
This has been Christie's Donut Corner. It's been Donut Corner. <laughs> trying to think of a way to phrase it with alliteration. A donut dominion. Christie's <laughs> Donut Dominion. <laughs> Nice. Uh, we are in the middle of like the nicest week of weather we have had in uh, forever. Yes. And I thought you were going to awesome. say in a fortnight and in I was a, like, you've been a, keeping track. I keep track of things by fortnights. <laughs> I have a little tally on the wall. I, yeah, I keep track of the fortnights. Uh, no, it's been so incredibly nice. We're gearing up for spring. We're getting, you know, like our yard and garden stuff in line. And, uh, yeah, that's really exciting. Um, so we have seedlings started, and we're thinking about planting wildflowers and just all kinds of stuff that yes. requires work and effort that, that we do not have inside of do us. Do not want to do. <laughs> However, we are going to do it. Listen, I want to be the kind of person that can keep plants alive. In my wildest dreams, I'm the kind of person that keeps plants alive. I'm the kind of person who has wildflowers and yeah. supports bees. I'm the kind of person who knows what they're doing yeah. for basic landscaping. But if I accept reality, I am none of these things, and I will probably be none of these things. Right. Listen, I'm just tripping through life the best I can. The truth is we need, like, gardening solutions that require almost no effort. The thing is, once we get wildflowers planted, right. I think that is the solution. Here's my thing, and I know this is going to happen. We're going to plant wildflowers. We're going to get tons of bees. Yes. And then I'm going to freak out about the bees. And I then I'm going to become a beekeeper. Yeah, you might, actually. I. It's my dream. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> I could I see love it. bees. I could see you in the bee suit. Oh, I'm going to get that bee suit, whether I, or not I become a beekeeper. <laughs> I could see you doing it. Honestly, I really can. But where I, would you even put a beehive? That's what I was going to say. I don't think we necessarily have a space for it here, but right. I would really like to do that. Anywhere you put a beehive? So what we should do is plant a bunch of wildflowers, attract a bunch of bees, <gasps> and then move to somewhere else. <laughs> Just okay, leave them right. with a bunch of bees. Right. We'll draw a whole bunch of bees in, and then we'll, like, get out of Dodge. Yeah. And let these people live with the bees that we've brought. The thing is, support the bees. Yeah. Support the bees. Yeah. Well, we kind of do when we let our garden overrun That's with those true. horrible thistly plants that the bees like so much. It's true. So just by doing nothing, we're kind of helping the bees. That's the level of involvement we can reasonably be expected to... You know, handle. we can aspire for more, but at least we can we can know that even if things get out of hand, we're still supporting the peace. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, what else has been going on? I started doing Ring Fit. Yeah. We decided with our second stimulus or whatnot to um, get, um, what did we get? We got <laughs> a switch, a switch right. to share. I paid off like a whole bunch of student loans and there was like 200 bucks left over. And I'm like, all right. I, uh, I paid off a small student loan and I, I recently, uh, made a payment on another loan mm -hmm. and we also got the switch and I really wanted ring fit cause I need to exercise in a way that is fun and doesn't yeah. feel like exercise because I'm not an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it looks really fun. I just never have the energy to even think you about it. You just gotta make up. yourself try it. <sighs> just like a couple times. Really you know, I should pick up a, a meth habit. That would probably help. 
Get a little energy in me. I mean, I take Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, also, I have ADHD. Right. So. I don't know. It'd be nice to have the energy to do stuff like that. It's just really, that's the whole challenge of everything. All, yeah. all of the things is just getting the energy to do stuff. Now that I am medicated, I have much more energy to do things because I am not so exhausted from just keeping up with the basics. Mm -hmm. Like, the basic of just going to work. Before there were times I would just, like, come home and sit down on the couch and then just totally blank out for hours and not know where the time went because I just didn't have mm -hmm. the mental capacity to think about what needed to be done. Right. Or like I would know that I had things to do, but not be able to remember any of the things that I had to do or what I needed to do to start them. Right. Um, which is why I now keep like a billion notes and lists going at any given point in time of the things that I should be getting done. And, mm -hmm. and also medication helps and, all that jazz, but it's hard when you just don't have the energy to do stuff. See, I already didn't have energy a lot of the time, <clears throat> and now I'm on the uh, it's Zoloft, right? What am I on? I think I think it is Zoloft. whichever one is the one with that little cartoon egg. That's the one. <laughs> God, I, I can't I, remember, but I think <laughs> it is Zoloft. It just it sucks so much energy out of you, or at least I think. It's Man, this what it's conversation doing to me. is very American. <sighs> Because other countries don't let drugs, like, advertise on the TV. So they'd be like, oh, the yeah. egg? And the Zoloft? What the fuck is happening in that. America? Yeah, they, Zoloft <laughs> is the one with the little egg that's, like, rolling around. And he's like, I'm, Super a, sad, sad. I'm a sad egg. And then it's and like. By the end, he's, like, a uh, happy right? Yeah. It's, like, got an ice cream cone or something. It's, See, like, sunshine. and I just want you to be a happy egg. I want to be a happy egg. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be some kind of egg. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> what we've learned is that you're an egg. Yeah, I don't know. It's you're I I egg. think it's a I think it's a helpful medication, but holy hell, does it just make me just so tired? Yeah. I, I mean, like I looked at the my uh, sleep apnea machine to see how long I actually slept in total, and it was like twelve hours. When today? Yeah. Yeah, you have been sleeping a lot. <laughs> just like can sleep clear through the day if I want to. And sometimes you have. <laughs> right. Uh, but we're here. We're doing this thing. We are not currently sleeping. Right. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to catch up on, or should we play a game? I think we should just play a goddamn game. <laughs> a goddamn game. All right. Well, let's uh, let's play a game. It's a game I uh, just thought up just now called Truce and Fnews. Oh. You need to tell me why you wouldn't happen to me. It's time for Truce and Fnews. Everyone's playing. Everyone's playing. Famous game. Famous game. The game that's taking the internet by storm. It's time for Truce and a Merv Griffin production. Truths and news. Brand new game. Oh, since it's new, can you please explain how sure. I shall play it? I will explain it to you now. Truths and news is a game, a news game, an internet game, an internet news game, in which I present to you three stories. Two of these stories are not true stories. They are news. False news. Not news. One of the stories is true news. Truths. You have to determine which of the stories is true true. True truths. And not new food. <laughs> <laughs> 
You did really good up until the I last felt, part where you stuttered. It, it's like the it's like you lose momentum and then you just wobble. Right. It's like how a top can stay up for so long and, and then like, it just every time to, I start to say it, I panic and I'm like, oh god, how many are true and how many are fake? How many are true and how many are fake? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, I have three stories for you. You have to determine which is the true story, the trues. You ready? Yes. What is the... Shush, dog. All right. Number one. Shush, dog. Cosmetic brand Innisfree launched a new paper bottle as an eco-friendly alternative. Oh, my God, dogs. I I think they hear a lawnmower. Maybe. I hear a lawnmower. Oh, my God. Idiots. Maybe someone's bulldozing our house. (laughs) Maybe. All right, let's try this again. All right. The neighbor's lawnmower is definitely driving the dogs crazy. (sighs) All right. Uh, Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not because I closed the app. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Damn it. Okay. So, story number one. Cosmetic brand Innisfree launched a new paper bottle as an eco-friendly alternative to its plastic pump bottles. However... They were forced to explain themselves when a customer opened the paper to reveal a thin but still very plastic bottle on the inside. Number two, the town of Cairo, Washington, who attracted attention for electing a goat to be mayor, has now drawn attention again for voting him out of office. The goat's infidelity to his goat wife scandalized his mayorship, prompting a referendum to vote him out of office. Okay. And number three, researchers experimenting with methods of repelling rodents from farmland discover surprising effectiveness with music that is pitch bent to ultra low frequencies. So far, the most effective rodent repellent is the Smashing Pumpkins. I believe it. Because despite all their rage, (laughs) they will still put that rat in a cage. There you go. You found (laughs) it. Good job. All right. (laughs) All right. You want to recap? Yeah. Okay. Number one. Cosmetic brand Innisfree launched a new paper bottle as an eco-friendly alternative to its plastic pump bottles. However, they were forced to explain themselves when a customer opened the paper to reveal a thin but still very plastic bottle on the inside. Number two. The town of Cairo, Washington, who attracted attention for electing a goat to be mayor, has now drawn attention again for voting him out of office. The goat's infidelity to his goat wife scandalized his mayorship, prompting a referendum to vote him out of office. And number three, researchers experimenting with methods of repelling rodents from farmland discover surprising effectiveness with music that is pitch-bent to ultra-low frequencies. So far, the most effective rodent repellent is the Smashing Pumpkins. I am suspicious of all of these because they all have really good puns that could be made of them. Oh, okay. Really? So the first one, mm-hmm. in this free of plastic? <laughs> Second one, Billy Goat Clinton strikes again. <laughs> and third one, of course, despite all their rage, they will still put that rat in the cage. It's pretty good. Honestly, That's that was quick. I got to give you credit for that one. Um, I just, I just don't, mm. the puns are great. I just don't know which one is real. <laughs> I can see a world in which all of these are real. Also, I recently, like, made a post on Facebook 
about Bill Clinton. Oh, really? And why? You did not see it, but part of me is like, coincidence? Um, because I learned, I posted it in the out of context group that I have. Okay. And I learned that James Patterson co wrote, he has co written quite a few books, like with a lot of different people, but he co wrote a book with Bill Clinton. So I wrote a post about the fact that I learned that James Patterson co wrote that book with Bill Clinton. Yeah. And does this guy just co write a book with fucking anybody? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that seems odd to me. Like, And the book is called The President's Daughter. Yeah, James Patterson writes like murder mystery kind of stuff. Um, And I'm sure it's along those lines, but apparently Bill Clinton helped because he he was a president and had had two daughters. Be president, have daughters. Wait, two daughters? Yeah, they didn't. No, I'm thinking of the Bushes. They had Chelsea. Yeah, right. Yeah. They had one daughter. Right. Wow, I, gave him, of... I gave him one of Bush's daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Seems like ill-advised. Yeah, probably not. After all. No one probably wants that. Uh, yeah, it's, it strikes me that there's been a lot of presidential daughters. Yeah. For like a long not time. Not that many presidential sons. Is it a conspiracy? It might be a conspiracy. Yeah, right. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. A- but anyway. now I have to guess. Yes, you do. Um, because it's ridiculous, <clears throat> I am saying that the, and also because it sounds like something, a town in the middle of a pandemic and losing their minds out of boredom would do, I'm going to say that electing a goat and then uh, <laughs> voting the goat out because of uh, indiscretions in a goat <laughs> marriage sounds like it, that's my truth, even if it's not true. <laughs> uh, that one's not true. All right, that which one is true? true? Because I is it the cosmetics one? It's the bottle. Okay. It's the bottle. Um, I wish it was the goat one. I though. didn't believe it was true because the name Innisfree is like so. It sounds like so something weird. someone would make up. Right. Which, of course, I, I mean, any company name is made up, but it doesn't sound. It's yeah. a weird name. I found it in uh, an article about it in the South <laughs> Korea Times. I want to say. And okay. the the basically like it's it makes a big show of being a paper bottle. Like yeah. it's a you know, like pump soap type bottle. It had like some kind of like uh I can't remember. The like thing a, is if there's not a feasible way to make your product plastic, but you can like reduce the plastic. Right. All you have to do is be like, hey, we reduce the amount of plastic <clears throat> we use. It's not feasible to make a paper because this is a liquid product and it yeah. would not work. But we have done our best to reduce the amount of plastics we're using. Yeah. Just don't lie about it. Be straightforward. Be like, hey, we're doing what we can. I think that's what pissed people off is that the 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 bottle says this is a paper bottle in giant letters all down the oh side. Oh, God. So it's like really making a big deal. It sound, you know what it sounds like? Hmm. It sounds like marketing got ahead of like the scientific side. They're yeah. like... Yes, this is what we're doing. We're making this paper. And then they brought it to the team that actually had to execute it. And they're like, we literally cannot make this paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, no, we have to. Right. We told everybody that we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's I think that's basically what it is. It's like the marketing was too bold. And it's, you know, it is, it is not just a paper bottle. And so, like, for people who really <laughs> want to reduce the amount of plastic that they use... It's still effective. It's a much thinner bottle. I mean, it eliminates yeah. a huge amount of the plastic. But, but it's not what they advertise. Exactly. It so, like, when you open that up and there's a plastic bottle inside, it you're does, like, what? So funny that it's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining the packaging being like, this is a paper bottle. Right. And then smaller, like, seriously, just paper. And smaller, <laughs> like, not even one bit of plastic in here. Not in this bottle. Don't open it up Don't and open check, it. though. Take our word for it. Don't open it. It reminds me of the joke in Austin Powers, the, like, um, penis pumps are not my bag, baby. And oh, then yeah. he's got a book that says penis yeah. pumps are my bag, baby. This sort of thing is totally my <laughs> bag, baby, by Austin Powers. It was the so Swedish-made penis enlarger. <laughs> So great. <laughs> wow. You know, that movie, I feel like I should watch the original Austin Powers again. I bet it's still funny. At least for nostalgic reasons it would be, but I'm sure there are bits that are still really funny. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just silly. When I think about that movie, I always think about when they unfreeze him or whatever, and he mm-hmm. spends like a solid minute pissing. <laughs> Do you remember really that? Good. I felt like that the other day <clears throat> when I came home from work and realized that after my lunch break at work, I really had to go to the bathroom, but both bathrooms were occupied. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my desk and then got consumed with the projects I was working on. Oh, no. And forgot to pee until I came home and was like, peed for like, it felt like two minutes straight and was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I never did pee after <laughs> my break when I had to pee. <laughs> it's funny how you can like forget to pee. I do that shit a lot. The body's weird. It, that shouldn't be a feature of the human I've body. I've expressed that to some people and be like, oh, yeah, like when you forget to pee. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I I think ADHD plays a role in my ability to forget to do basic human activities like eat and go to the bathroom. <laughs> Probably. Because if you get super focused on something, you just don't think about yeah. all that stuff. It's, <sighs> it's kind of amazing. <laughs> I'm sad that it wasn't the goat. I really now... It was really funny, though. Did you think about the Billy Goat pun when you wrote it? No. No, I didn't think of... That's what you... Billy... Billy Clinton. Bill Clinton. Billy Goat Clinton. Okay, pretty good. I didn't didn't tie that together. No, that's really good. I just thought the idea of, like, the whole (laughs) town being like, we saw this goat (laughs) fuck a goat that was not his wife, and we were (laughs) incensed. I just... I... Immediately in my brain framed it as like this town is so bored that they're just like <laughs> making up <laughs> Yeah. Making up like drama surrounding their goat leader. Right. <laughs> like the first part has already happened. There have been towns right. that like made a dog their mayor. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Like that's not that uncommon. It is still silly. But I really like the idea that they just like outraged. Like he's not the goat we thought he was. <laughs> he's, we we really... thought he'd just clean up the town's trash. <laughs> Keep the grass trim. Right. We sent him out there to, to munch on the lawn Clean out front of City, City. Hall. <laughs> Just drain um. the swamp. <sighs> are you are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Uh, for some hard hitting journalism. Yes. Let's take a break. A little break break? And we will come back in a minute with the main segment for the episode. All right. All right. <laughs> And we're 
back. Isn't there like a video of a turtle having sex yeah. or something and that's the noise it makes? It's uh, the video of the turtle that's having sex with a croc, like a shoe. Yeah. And he's going, it's pretty much the most adorable thing I ever. I kind of lost sound again. Hold on. Oh, no. Hey, before we start, uh, I just want to mention something weird I read online while I was looking up Trues and Fnews stuff. Okay. You know that crazy thing about that, like, island of people that worship Prince Philip? Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, So this was like, I feel like we even maybe talked about it before. (laughs) If not here, maybe on the Dude podcast. I don't know. But we, so, uh, there's this island where apparently, if I remember the story correctly, I'm not sure I do, but like years and years and years ago... The British, like, Royal Air Force had, like, built an airstrip and, like, a base basically on this island. And all these people that already lived there basically came to worship Prince Philip as a god. (laughs) And, like, like, have all this, like, belief about, like, the, the cargo. Like, cargo became, like, a sacred word to them about, like, bringing supplies and stuff, like, to the island. Hmm. And so, like, they more or less worshipped Prince Philip as a god, and now he's dead. Right. And I saw something about, like, they're, like, waiting for him to return. Like, he's going to be reincarnated or something, which is... They're going to be real disappointed. They are going to be disappointed. I don't... I thought that was just the wildest thing, they probably don't realize how racist he was. (laughs) That's... Well, yeah, boy. You know, like, it's... I feel bad because, like, when someone dies... Usually there's like a cool down window where everyone says just nice things about them. And I'm sure they're kind of doing that now. But like immediately after I was reading like like mega lists of all the racist stuff Prince Philip said. Okay, I know this is a hot take, but that whole like <clears throat> respect the dead thing. Yeah, I, know. I, I can't buy into it all the time. I don't it's think it like, applies to everybody. The thing is. If you weren't worth my respect when you were alive, yeah. you're not worth it when you're dead. <laughs> if you were shitty to me or shitty to people, yeah. you're still an asshole even though you're dead. I'm yeah. like, I don't want, like, he was very old. He probably wanted to die at that point. But, like, <laughs> I don't wish for people to die. Right. Like, I'm not the type of person who wishes bad things to happen to people, even people I don't like. Yeah. Makes me feel bad to like think that way, so I don't. Right. But if you were a dick, yeah, dying doesn't erase the fact that you were a dick. You know, like when Rush like, Limbaugh like, died. Don't take, don't talk ill of the dead thing. Like, if were you fucking someone worth talking ill about? Yeah. Dying doesn't make you not someone to like. <laughs> Well, okay. it doesn't erase you being a dickhole. So when Rush Limbaugh died, I was immediately ready to celebrate. Thank right. goodness. Good riddance. And, and I uh, do not regret that. And there were some people who took huge issue, who looked at <sighs> people with that reaction and were like, oh, how gross that is. And I'm like, do you know how many people's lives he affected for the negative? Like That dude personally ruined American politics. Yeah. He didn't do it alone. But it was he all he did. Role. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. So, I don't know. I guess the thing is, just I felt a little bad for Prince Philip, and maybe I shouldn't. But I did not feel bad for Rush Limbaugh. So, make of that whatever you want. Yeah. And I'm just saying, if you want to shit talk dead people, fucking do it. <laughs> I agree. I guess that's my take. I agree, really. I don't know how we ended up here. <laughs> uh, 
I just decided to mention the Prince Philip thing because I okay. thought it was so weird that like people are waiting for him to be reincarnated and to come back yeah, with the cargo. That makes me feel something, but it's, I don't have a name for what it makes me it's feel. It's super odd. <laughs> it's super odd. It's. I'm sure there's a German word for how I feel about it. <laughs> there's always a German word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, those Germans have a way with syllables. Yes, they do. Would you like to talk about the topic? Yes, do it. All right, tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I'm doing this topic. <laughs> I'm just eating. <laughs> so funny. Um, so I have decided to call this the wackest whack. The, okay. Let's talk art drama. Art drama. Let's spill some art world tea. Interesting. Okay. So this is a story I think you know some things about. Um, but this is a story about arrogance, division among the art world, and the blackest paint ever created. Oh, okay. So first, we have to introduce Anish Kapoor. And even if you think you don't know him, you know of him. Mm-hmm. He's a British Indian sculptor specializing in installation and conceptual art. Mm-hmm. He's best known for his public art installations, uh, like the famous Cloudgate sculpture in Chicago. Is that the bean? Yep. Okay. I know and, everyone calls it the bean and it's not right. called the bean. And uh, he fucking hates that people call it the bean. <laughs> well, of course he would because, you know, he didn't set because out to create a he's bean. he's the kind of guy who named it Cloudgate. Right. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's a bean. That's a big bean. Oh, that's got to drive but me crazy. But here's the thing that you have to accept when you're an artist once you create something mm-hmm. and put it out in the world, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Right. You can't control how people react to it or how they feel about it or what they call it. I tell that to George Lucas. Mm. And as a well-known public figure, the same goes for your actions. And this is where Vanta Black comes into play. I knew Vanta Black was going to come up. <clears throat> so what is Vanta Black? Uh, Vanta stands for Vertically Aligned Nanotube Arrays, mm-hmm. and then, of course, black, so they get Vanta Black. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a substance created by Surrey Nanosystems in the UK. It's one of the darkest substances known. It absorbs up to 99.965% of visible light, and it's composed of m- many very tiny carbon tubes mm-hmm. that are vertically aligned. And so when the light strikes the surface, it is trapped and deflected amongst the tubes mm-hmm. and eventually absorbed and dissipates into heat. Yeah. So what is something like that good for? What's the purpose of making something like that? It can prevent stray light from entering telescopes. So you can get a better look at things very far away. Oh, that's interesting. Um, it can it improves performance of infrared cameras on Earth and in space. Um, and there, it, it should be mentioned now, this isn't the only product like this. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some created even earlier than this. And a lot of the applications were like for NASA and funded by NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, it may increase the absorption of heat and solar power materials. Oh, that makes sense. And there are military applications like thermal camouflage, which I think is really cool. So someone has like an infrared scanner that could pick up like body heat kind of stuff. Okay. If you use a product that absorbs light and heat, you could potentially um, camouflage yourself from those kind of scanners, which is rad. That's pretty cool. Um, 
Vantablack is also made into two sprayable paints with ran instead of the vertical array, it's the randomly oriented. So it's not as good at absorbing right. the light, but it's still pretty good. See, that's what I was um, thinking is like in order to <laughs> create or w when you make the the vertically oriented version, you have to like you have to grow them. Yeah, right. They have to be like manufactured in place. So that's yes. what I was wondering is like how a paint would work. For a spray version, it you can't have them vertically oriented, but mm -hmm. you can have them randomly oriented and it still works pretty well. Okay. Um, there are two versions. There's the S-Viz and the S-I-R. Um, S-Viz works on um, vi the visible oh, right. spectrum. Um, and S-I-R does more on the IR spectrum. So in order to acquire these they were or in and use them it requires a special license mm -hmm. you have to um they have to be heated to 100 to 208 degrees celsius mm -hmm. which is 212 to 406.4 degrees fahrenheit mm -hmm. and they require vacuum post-processing okay and they also make non-nanotube sprayable paints now called vanta black vbx that are obviously easier to apply because mm -hmm. they don't require all of that um, and I want to quickly point out that carbon nanotubes are potentially hazardous and known to be a potential eye and respiratory system irritant, especially if aerosolized, yeah. hence all the requirements for the spray paints. And they're potentially carcinogenic for similar reasons why asbestos is, because they're really tiny fibers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super I, dangerous. Um, I've seen, like, the bags, the, the barrels they transport them in. It's like a big barrel with a plastic bag inside. And yeah. it's incredibly light. <laughs> but that stuff... Even a little It'll shaking. It'll go everywhere. Yeah. So I, <sighs> I wanted to point that out. So we know that logically Vantablack isn't ever going to be a widely accessible product. Mm -hmm. But we need to set that aside because at the time of its creation, we didn't necessarily know that. Right. Um, so what does this have to do with Anish Kapoor? Well, one of the sprayable paints, the Vantablack S-Viz, has been exclusively licensed to Anish Kapoor's studio for artistic use. Mm-hmm. And this pissed off other artists because here's a new material, the blackest, blackest substance ever, it's ever known to man, brand yeah. new. They'll never be able to use it in their own art because Anish Kapoor decided that he should be the only one to use it artistically. Yeah. And at the time, there weren't more usable versions like the VBX, like there weren't other options. Mm -hmm. It's at this intersection of like, you know, like intellectual <laughs> property and art. Yeah. That, like, there's there's a whole bunch of issues around stuff like this. Like, and there were many reactions to this. Um, some were logical, like Boston artist Jason Chase, who paired up with another nanotube manufacturer called Nanolabs mm -hmm. to produce um, a similar black paint called Singularity Black. And I believe they had actually been working on this back in 2011 before Vanta Black even came out. They had done work for NASA. Um so he kind of paired up with them to to provide an alternative. Mm -hmm. It has similar restrictions as Vanta Black. Um, it's not exactly the same, obviously, for copyright reasons, but it must be used in a fume hood or a spray booth. And then theirs has to be heated to 600 degrees uh, Fahrenheit to eliminate the binding agent they use. Mm. Uh, it's best used on metal surfaces. And once it's applied and the binding agent is baked off, you can't 
touch it because it will flake off. Like oh. it is not very stable that way. Okay. Um, so it's still not very practical. Um, it's also not cheap, much like Vanta Black. But the biggest difference between Singularity Black and Vanta Black is that it is available to anyone willing and able to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jason Chase says this in the article about this product. Being the first artist to use this technology, meaning Singularity Black, I want to share it with my fellow artists and collectors. It is important to create access so artists can use it, said Chase in a statement. Artists are always the ones who take new materials and push them to new limits. So that's one pretty mature way to respond to someone cornering the market and refusing to share an innovative new product. But not everyone pairs up with a nanotube company and makes their own version. Not everyone is mature. Some people are petty as fuck. Right. <laughs> Enter Stuart Semple. Uh-huh. I think I know where this is going. I think I so, heard about this. Annoyed by the fact that Anish Kapoor had kept other artists from being able to use Fanta Black because it goes against what art should be to many people, which is accessible to everyone. Yeah. Um, Stuart Semple decided to make a brand new pigment. Yeah. It would be the pinkest pink, simply called pink, and it would be available for anyone to purchase, with one notable exception, Anish Kapoor. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, pink is a powdered pigment available in a 50-gram tub for $5.99, just for comparison. So mm-hmm. not only is this accessible for anyone to buy, it's pretty affordable for anyone to buy. And it's a powdered pigment, so you mix it with water or a base. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of applications, but $5.99. Yeah. You know, the... Anyone can get that except Anish Kapoor. <laughs> so Stuart Simple sells his products online and at his store called Art Shop. Anish Kapoor is banned from the shop. Security are posted at the door with a picture of Kapoor to ensure he's not allowed in. Oh, my God. And if you purchase something from Stuart Simple's website, you must make a legal declaration that you are not. An, this is a quote. <laughs> you are not Anish Kapoor. You're in no way affiliated to Anish Kapoor. And you are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate of Anish Kapoor. <laughs> Yes, this is extremely petty. Yes, it is. Hilarious. I love it. But it is a whole lot. But but that's it, right? Like, the dude who monopolized the world's darkest substance just took his lumps, maybe felt a little bit humbled, apologized, and moved along? (laughs) No. Are you serious? Not Anish Kapoor. There's more? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Anish Kapoor somehow acquired Stuart Simple's pink, despite every restriction put in place. I figured he would. And not only did he acquire it, but he dipped his middle finger in the powdered pigment, (laughs) took a picture, posted it to Instagram with the caption, up yours. (laughs) This, of course, only served to further fuel Stuart Semple. Oh, my God. He came back again with another new innovation, Diamond Dust, the world's most glittery glitter. And, of course, Anish Kapoor is not allowed to use it. (laughs) Also important to note that Diamond dust is the most glittery glitter because it's made from tiny shards of glass. Oh, my God. So if somehow Anish Kapoor does get his hands on it he better and not dip sticks his finger, his finger in, it. in it, he will be cut to shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> to add insult to injury, Simple has entered uh, the blackest black game with several different black pigments. 
including the most recent Black 3.0, which is an acrylic paint that simple says rivals Vanta Black in its blackness. I've seen images of it. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it side by side with Vanta Black, like in person, because obviously he can't use Vanta Black. I right. have seen an image of several different access, like easily accessible black paints and his 3.0 on there. Yeah. And it is the blackest on that board. And wow. I've seen it on like painted on a 3d surface mm-hmm. and it is very black if if you paint a 3d surface with something that absorbs a good deal of light mm-hmm. you then can't differentiate yeah depth. the the surfaces and depth of of it so yeah, i've actually seen you remember that illusion where something's spinning and it's in <clears throat> silhouette so you can't right. see which direction it's going right i've seen where they had like a mannequin head and it's painted black and it's spinning Either clockwise or counterclockwise. But, but you because can't it's, tell. Exactly. Yeah. It's so dark, you could kind of see it go either way. Yeah. So it is very black. The difference is it's an acrylic paint. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to use. It's not as dangerous mm-hmm. to use. Um, but yeah, so he, he entered the black is black game. Um, <laughs> and he hasn't stopped there. He has a whole line of art supplies on his website, which is called Culture Hustle. Uh, every item is available to everyone except for Anish Kapoor. There's <laughs> on every um, description for each, each every single pigment, yeah. every single product. It says um, this is available to everyone except Anish Kapoor, the man who would not share his black paint <laughs> or whatever, like the however they phrase it. That's it's, so funny. It's so petty, but it's hilarious. And he's turned this little silly argument into yeah. his, his own brand. business and brand. Um, <laughs> he also has a pretty cool product on Kickstarter right now. It's called Spray. Mm. It allows you to make any paint and almost any plastic bottle into a spray. So you, oh, okay. you it basically the product you get is a little metal lid that you'll screw on and then it has a little attachment for a pump, um, and they use a very common, like, attachment. So you could use almost any pump, like a bike pump, or an electric one, or you it comes with a little hand pump. Uh-huh. But you basically pressurize the contents of the bottle, and then you can spray it, and it has, like, an aerosol-type effect without having to use aerosol, and you get okay. to recycle a plastic bottle, so and just you compressed can use air. almost any paint. Yes. Okay. Um, and they did that because uh, apparently a lot of people ask him to make his paints and spray versions, and this is a way that he could do that and not have to make every paint into an aerosol version and put aerosol out there. And then also, it, he is very much about accessibility. And in the marketing for all of his stuff, he even says like, oh, hey, you can mix this pigment with a base. I sell a base, but you can use any base. Right. Oh, hey, like you can use any paint for this. It could be, it could be a mine, but it could be other paint. You right. can, uh, like, he is very much about not being proprietary as far as like, I want people to use this whatever way they want to use this, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I also did recently purchase many of his products. <laughs> oh, okay. That's um, right. I forgot you mentioned that you bought something related to this. Yeah, I bought Black 3.0. Cool. Um, so I'll be able to give an update and see what it's like. And when you purchase Black 3.0 from Stuart Simple, you get an email almost immediately with a video 
um, and a description of the best way to use it to get the best effect. Because mm-hmm. um, if you are applying multiple layers, you have to let it dry completely, preferably using like a blow dryer to make sure it's dry. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, it will actually turn white. Um, for whatever reason, something about it. Like Weird. if it's not dry before you put another layer on, it doesn't work right. Okay. Um, but there's lots of different um suggestions for how to get the best effect out of it uh-huh. um but he it seems like he's actually in the game for the reasons of like providing cool products and making things that are accessible to people but he's used this art drama to to market his products and quite honestly it's funny yeah so that's that's Stuart Semple is a delightful troll. Yeah, exactly. He's cheeky, he's petty in the best way, and he contributed to one of the best artistic feuds in recent (laughs) years. So that's the story of how one man wanted to be the only artist to use the blackest substance known Mm -hmm. to man, and now he, and how he couldn't exclude, how he couldn't handle being excluded from someone else's products. Yeah, you know, I I think it's... It's just, just I think it's really funny... Which, how's that phrase go? <laughs> it's just desserts. desserts? It's desserts. De- desserts? Yes. Just desserts. It's just desserts. I don't know what it's the hell it is. It's just desserts. <laughs> Oops, all desserts. Oops, all desserts. So what I'm wondering about is that, like, that glitter, the diamond glitter. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he actually sells that. Oh, yeah, he does. It's pulverized diamond material? No, no, it's pulverized glass. Gla- oh, it's glass. <laughs> it's called diamond dust, but it's glass. Oh, my God. Why, um, why and he you? does have warnings on there, like, you know, yeah. probably wear a mask while you use this, definitely use gloves, like, it can cut you, but it, it because it is glass, it is very reflective and shiny, and because they're not uniform pieces, it's very shiny. Yeah. Um, compared to other glitters that are plastic and still don't have as good of an effect because of that. Yeah. Um, and it's glass, so it's not necessarily as bad for the environment. So we definitely don't want to like get it in your water system. But yeah, right. <clears throat> all that stuff. He he is fairly responsible as far as giving you the warnings and being clear about exactly what it is and how you should use it. Don't dip your finger um, in this. Don't dip your fingers in it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it really is glass. And I just, I just think the marketing is so fucking funny. It's great. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, art feuds are not incredibly common, are they? Not as much anymore, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, at, at least not big enough that if you're not specifically in those circles, you would know about them. This is one of the bigger ones in recent times. Yeah. And it it just delights me. I knew he was going to get his hands on that pink. I of just course, knew. Of course, of course. When everyone in the world, and the but thing you is, I don't. I don't think Stuart Simple really thought that he wouldn't. Right. But he plays the part as though he did. He acts very offended. Like how dare he, you? He kept his black from us, and now he's stolen our pink. <laughs> uh, like that's the language he uses. I've also watched videos of him, like for talking about his different products and stuff. And I find him very endearing. I, I do really think Stuart Semple is about, you know, art being for yeah. everyone and making things accessible. I just think he found a way to troll someone who deserved a little bit of ribbing and turn it into 
marketing yeah. for his own product. It just so happened that that was a convenient venue for him to do something that speaks to what he thinks art is supposed to be. Right. It was just a very convenient jumping off point for doing something about, you know, what what should belong to everyone. Right. Um, I, I didn't just buy Black 3.0, by the way. I bought um, a four-pack of his powdered pigments, so I got pink. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's blue and green, maybe yellow. Okay. Um, and then I also got a watercolor set because I've been doing some more watercolor recently. Yeah. And I've been wanting a good set. The cool thing about their watercolors is they say, and I don't know how much, how legitimate, legitimate it is, but they say they sell it basically at costs. Oh, okay. It, it, they don't make money off of it, but... You do have the option to pay $10 extra so they do get a profit, but you get to choose. I did because yeah, why wouldn't I? But right. Um, I, so I'll let you guys know how, when I try the products, how they work out, but. I'm really curious to see what that black 3.0 <laughs> looks like. Yeah. I've been reading about these ultra dark pigments for years. They, so that one comes as. A liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, the other pigments I got are powders, so you mix it with a base, or you. And I think I bought some of his base too, so you can make it into an acrylic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mix it with linseed oil and make it into an oil paint, or you can mix it with water okay. um, and make a water-based paint. Um, but the black 3.0 is already a liquid, mm-hmm. and then he has liquid paints too that he calls potions. But I, I just. I just had to try some of it. Yeah. You know what? I Whenever <laughs> you hear about someone like this, you just kind of instinctively want to support them, right? Right. And the products, gen- I mean, genuinely, they look cool. I've been looking at this guy's stuff for a long time, even before this um, episode. Just mm. I knew of him from this drama. <laughs> and his stuff looks really neat. Um, and I wanted to try it. And I dabble in things, so yeah, thought it would be cool to check it out anyway. Especially, I'm really excited about the watercolors because that's what I've been into lately and they look really cool. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't pass up the opportunity to try black 3.0 and pink and all that stuff. So That's so cool. We'll see I, how it goes. I can't wait to see it. We'll check it out. We'll give you an update. But hey. that is the wackest whack. <laughs> <laughs> the wackest whack. That's got to be the episode title, right? I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a, <laughs> a good... <laughs> An apt description. It's definitely, the that guy the is definitely is whack. whack. Yeah. I'm, I feel comfortable going on record saying he's pretty whack. And also, it's the bean. I don't I care if you like it I was just going to say, it's the bean. <laughs> it's the bean, dude. The bean is for the people. The bean belongs to the people. Mm-hmm. He has several other installations <clears throat> in, like, in public places like that. And they're all named, like, yeah. something like Cloudgate. Right. Like, Something and, artsy. Right. And yeah, sure, of course they are. But also, like, have you seen it? It's a bean. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, he made something that's like, um, I'm trying to find a, like the right way to put it. But it's just like, it's artwork that you can uh, interact with so much. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you do something like that, 
you immediately put it in the hands of the people, and right. they and they and they will take their own interpretation of if it. If your bread and butter as an artist is making things that people interact with, which for him it is, and making public art installations, yeah, you can't get mad when they call then it something. People get out of it what they get out of it, and no one calls it the bean as an insult. No, it's just what are you gonna say to someone who's out of town? Hey, let's go see the bean. And they'll be like, what? And then you talk about a piece of art. Yeah. Or you say, hey, let's go see Cloudgate. And they're like, are you trying to abduct me or bring you into your cult? <laughs> like, it's a colloquial way to, to yeah. refer to it. People and, call it that because they have a relationship with it. Right. And they're still bringing people to show it to them. Yeah. And they're still interacting with it and appreciating it. Yeah. Like. You're going to complain about some the fact that it is still a tourist attraction. It's yeah. been there for a long time. And still to this day, people go visit Chicago and go, I want to go see the bean. I still haven't seen the bean. It's cool. I mean, it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> and I, when I lived in Chicago, I took many people to go see the bean. But <laughs> first of all, it's in Millennium Park, which is just really cool anyway. Yeah. Um, But it's... It is definitely a notable place to visit. It is a discussion piece for Chicagoans. It is something they show off and bring people to. It's something tourists know about and go to. And as an artist, you're going to be mad that they call it the bean instead of what you intentionally named it. Yeah, they they nicknamed it because they love it, for God's sake. They still love it. Yeah. You know, so I understand a little bit. Of you being like, well, that's not really what I intended, and being a little salty, but like, just appreciate the pe- the fact that they lovingly call it the bean. Yeah, they're not being mean. It's just like it's the bean. It's, the it's bean. what it is. It looks like a giant shiny kidney bean, and it's cool, and it's the bean. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It just is. It's just the bean. It's the bean. Deal with it. <laughs> the bean dude uh all right well let's wrap this episode up um consider it wrapped thank you for telling me about all that and for the bonus discussion on the bean the bean the bean um <laughs> now i want beans i kind of do too uh, <laughs> let's talk of beans uh so uh thank you for listening uh we will be back Yay. we'll do another one in two weeks yeah all right i gotta think of something that interests me and that that's really been the problem is nothing is interesting to me. <clears throat> and I think that's more to do with me than anything else, but it's it's definitely been made harder by the pandemic and not interacting with people as much and not feeling engaged in us dealing with our own you know, everyone dealing with their own mental health problems and yeah. in relation to that and just aside from that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. But I don't know. I'll find something. Maybe yeah. I'll talk about the Mars rover. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you for listening. As always, this has been Goose Chase. Goose Chase. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at Goose Chase Pod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. 
If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 